I want to talk to you guys today about catching the thief. And, uh, and this is something I'm going to talk a little bit about. Um, okay. um, I'm going to talk to you guys about this, not just because it's something that I don't understand, but it's because it's, it's something that I've had to live out. Um, <coughs> catching the thief. Let's go to Proverbs 6.31, please. If you just open your Bibles, hopefully you have one. Proverbs 6.31. It's talking about a thief. And it says, Yet if he is caught, he must pay sevenfold, though it costs him all the wealth of his house. Oh, they're following me. Good. Sorry, I didn't give them the verses. Yet, it, yet if he is caught, he must pay sevenfold, though it costs him all of the wealth of his house. I want to tell you that there's, there's a couple of keys in this verse. One is if he is caught. If you catch him, he has to pay it back sevenfold. If you catch him. I want to talk to you about something today. Pastor Mickey talks about the position and the position we're in a, with grace and all this stuff, right? Like God has already done it. He's already, he's already defeating death. He's already defeating the grave. And so he's already given us or he's already established what we have and what is ours, Right? So God established the sevenfold. God said that if this happens, he has to return to you sevenfold, right? It's already been done. It's already been established that that is what has to happen. But the catch is that if he is caught. The word, if, you look at, if you look at in the dictionary, the word caught, one of the definitions of caught is to discover or become aware of suddenly. It's, not, it's also to pursue and to grab, to grab hold of it, right? So I want to ask you guys, how many of you are, like, going through stuff at your house, like stress? Stress seems to be the thing right now that, like, I've just seen everybody that I come in contact to. It's like there's stress. There's so much stress that's overwhelming people, myself included. And one of the things that I've noticed is that if we don't pay attention to it and if we don't recognize it, if we don't suddenly become aware of it, it will pass by us and we will never overcome it. Stress is one of the biggest things to me, and I want to talk about this because I'm going to tell the story about the land in a minute, but I want to tell you a story about la- yesterday, and I'm just going to be open and honest with you guys. Is that cool? Can I be, can I be real? Yeah? That's cool? Okay. Yesterday, <clears throat> wake up. Ellen's going to come do the, fir- the fundraiser here at the church and, uh, for, the, for the ladies, and I'm staying home with Jubilee, and everything's going fine in the morning, and all of a sudden, the air conditioner just goes out. It's done. And it just, you know, just starts getting hot really quick. It's Georgia. Everybody knows how that is, right? <clears throat> Goes up to like 90 degrees, and I'm in there with a the baby. And first we were like playing Legos and all this stuff, and it's just getting really hot. And I'm like, what's going on? And so <clears throat> the air conditioner is out. It's 90 degrees, and on top of everything, I'm changing a, a, a poopy diaper, right? I'm changing a dirty diaper. And I'm just like, man, this is rough. <laughs> and then, uh, <clears throat> and, <clears throat> huh? <laughs> yeah, this is rough. I didn't really even catch what I just said. Anyway, um, and then then I get a call from Ellen, and uh, she tells me that one person showed up to the fundraiser. And I'm just like, I just unload on Ellen, and I'm just like complaining. <laughs> and I get off the phone, and I hang up with her, and I said, I'm like, 
my gosh, that was horrible. And I texted her back. I called her back. I tried to call her back. She didn't answer. So I texted her and I said, I am so sorry. I said, I am so sorry for complaining to you. I said, this is not, like, it's not, a, it's not your fault. I mean, I wasn't, like, blaming it on her, but I was, I was just like, this is not your fault. And I said, I don't, I'm sorry for blaming that on you. Um, uh, I've decided I'm going to be a joyful person today. <laughs> and so, and literally, that's what I said. I walked outside, and me and Jubilee played outside, and I was like, it's still 90 degrees, but the breeze starts blowing, and I'm like, man. I'm like, I'm, I just sat down in my chair, and I said, you know what, God? This is the day that the Lord has made, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. It's a good day. I said, it's a good day. I'm going to choose to be joyful. And I, just, I started something yesterday that I'm probably going to do for the rest of my life. I did what I'm calling a 10 count. And instead of, like, just counting to 10, I just counted off 10 things that I was grateful for in my life. I just t- counted off 10 reasons to be joyful and 10 reasons to, to thank God for my life. And, and you know what? It changed my day completely. Changed my day. All of a sudden, I got my joy back. And it was, like, even better. And Jubilee was, like, just fine and playing and everything. We were playing outside. And guess what happens? I go inside, and I pray over my air conditioner because I'm like, God, I really need you to do something. I turn it on, and it starts right up. It's been working since. <laughs> and I know nothing about air conditioners, and if Ralph was here, I would be like, hint, hint. But, but <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Ralph owns an air conditioning company. <laughs> anyway, this is my point. I recognized what was going on. I actually literally, I, before all this, whenever we went outside and I sat in that chair, I said, before I did my 10 count, I said, God, what's the devil doing and what are you doing? And I really feel like God told me, he said, the devil's trying to overwhelm you, but I'm trying to give you rest. The devil's trying to overwhelm you. He's putting all the, everything's, he said, he's like, it's like everything's coming at the same time time. Everything's happening at the same time. There's all this stress coming from different areas, and it's happening at the same time. And he says, the devil's trying to overwhelm you, but I'm trying to give you rest. And so you know what I focused on? Resting. (laughs) I just sat in that chair, and I said, you know what? That's whenever I did my 10 count. This is the thing. If you catch him, if you catch him, if I never took the time to say, what's going on here? to try to figure out what's the devil trying to do in my life, if I never did that, then I would, I would probably be taking all that stuff from yesterday into today, and my preaching today would be very different. But instead, this is what happened. First, I recognized it. Then I took it to Jesus. Because this is the thing. Whenever, you, whenever somebody steals stuff physically in your house, where do you go? Do you go to a thief? Who do you go to? The authority, you go to the police, right? And who demands restitution? The law, the judge. You take it to the police, and then you take it to the judge, and then he demands that you be paid back. That's the way it works. So what happens? It says, if you catch him, if you catch him, it says, yet if he is caught, he must pay sevenfold, though it costs him all the wealth of his house. You know what that means? That if I can catch him in what he's doing, he owes me, not just, what, not just what he took, but even more than what he took. I tell you that whenever I was young, the devil stole my happiness and stole my joy. And you know what? He's been paying me back ever since. He's been paying me back ever since. This is the way it works, guys. If we're not paying attention, the Bible says don't be unaware of the enemy's schemes. If we're not paying attention... 
It'll go right by you, and your whole house will be robbed. Your joy will be robbed. Your peace will be robbed. How many people have been having some issues with some robbed peace? Anybody? I think that's a thing, just because I know you guys. <laughs> I think that's something that's going on. Well, you know what? you got to become aware of it. Ask God, what's going on here? And whenever you figure it out, this is what's been stolen, where do you need to go? To the presence of God. To the presence of God. you got some stolen peace, got some peace missing in your life. It's not there anymore where it used to be. You know where you need to go? Straight to the presence of God. Because there, God himself, your father, demands restitution for what was, what was stolen. God himself demands that the devil give back what, you, what he gave to you and seven times more. Seven times more. How many of you guys have people, children that are lost, that they're not saved? You know what? It's time to catch the devil in the act and say, you know what? This ain't happening anymore. God, my child has been stolen because it was raised in a Christian home. My child, this, my child, my child's peace has been stolen. My child's life has been stolen. I want it back. And you know what? This is where it gets interesting. He might not give you back seven more children, but this is the thing. I bet you got seven friends that need a child that needs to get saved. You know what I'm saying? This is what I've noticed. You get, you get practiced at catching thieves whenever you do it often. Why do you go to the police? Because they're the people that know how to catch thieves. That's why you go to the police. It's not just that they have the authority to in enforce that law, but it's because they're actually good at it. You go to a detective to go and figure out, and they figure it out. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? One of the things I've noticed is that <clears throat> whenever people are sick, they go to people that pray for everybody. Everybody, that, everybody will pray for somebody and pray for a miracle and ask God for healing whenever it's somebody in their family. Everybody does it. Whenever you need something for your family, you ask God for that thing. You got a big deal going on in your family, you will go to God for that, right? But this is the thing. One of the things I've noticed after being here since January is people, whenever they have stuff going on, the people they come to are me and pastor. Why? Because even whenever it's not our family, we pray for them. We have to start get practiced at catching practiced at catching the thief. What that means is I'm going to look for what he's doing because I want to destroy it. That means if it's not just going on in my life, but if it's going on in my friend's life, then I'm going to pray for my friend. I'm going to go to his house and demand that what's been stolen from him be given back sevenfold. Why? Because I want to know what I'm going to be. I'm going to be practiced in taking back what was given to, or what was stolen from me. Isaiah 45, 3, you don't have to go there, says, I will give you the treasures of darkness and riches of secret places. I will give you the treasures of darkness. The, the, Jesus says it all the time. All throughout the Bible, it talks about the devil having these things or being stolen or whatever, that, the terms that he uses. And Jesus says, I've taken it and I'm giving it back to you. There's still a catch if he is caught. Matthew 12, 29, I want to go there. That reminded me of uh, the thing that you did. Honolulu. <laughs> Honolulu. I want to go there. 
I don't know why that came up. <laughs> Didn't mean to take you. <laughs> okay. It says, or again, how can anyone enter a, a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man, then he can rob his house? It's actually talking about like spiritual warfare. Jesus is, the context of the scripture is Jesus has cast out a demon, and the disciples are like, how do you do that? <clears throat> this is one of the things he says. He says, or how can, how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man, and then he will plunder his house? Same concept comes up. You have to deal with the strong man first before you can go after the loot. So many of us, I think one of the issues is, is we're looking after peace. We're trying to get our peace back. We're trying, to get, we're trying to get our joy back. We're trying to get all these things. And we're going after the thing rather than going after the thief. You're going, we're going after the thing. Whenever my peace is stolen, I'm stressed. I'm trying to find a way to get peace. I'm trying to find a way to get peace. Rather than saying, what's the deal? Let me reevaluate this situation. This is what's going on. That's got to stop. I'm going to see what God's doing there. That's the way it works. You got to catch him. You got to catch him. How can you loot a strong man's house unless you first bind the strong man? You got to deal with the strong man. Once he's dealt with, then you have access to his whole house. Not just what he stole from, he, from you. You have access to his whole house. It says that it, he must give back sevenfold even if it requires him to give up everything in his house. The devil... The devil is really bankrupt. He's just stolen a lot of stuff. But if we were to get after him, then he would really be bankrupt because his whole house would be looted and he wouldn't have anything left. It would all be ours, right? But I'm talking about spiritual warfare. Sometimes it looks like the other day, Ellen, Ellen was uh, going through some stuff, and she just, she went into the house, and I, I got in, and I was like, what's been going on? She had anointed the house, and we had like half a, gallon, uh, half a, a bottle of vegetable oil left. She had just taken the oil. <laughs> and put it on the house, anointing the house, and she was doing some spiritual warfare. Sometimes it's like that where you're just in prayer and you're like just really, really, like it's all spiritual. It's a spiritual battle. But sometimes it's up here. It's in the battlefield of the mind. Like yesterday, I had to, I had to sit, step back and say, let me get my emotions all out of this stuff and put my eyes on God. And whenever I do that, all of a sudden things start coming, becoming clear. But the point is, is you have to deal with that thing. You have to deal with the issue rather than looking after the loot. And then whenever you've dealt with the issue, then you look after God because he's the one that can demand the refund. He's the one that can de demand that you get your stuff back. That's the way it works. So what do we do? Figure out what the devil's doing, right? What's he doing? Because we have all these issues in life, all these struggles in life, but a lot of times we just let them pass us by and we're just like, well, it happens. It happens. Well, that's what's going on in the United States. That's politics. They're all liars. <laughs> like, well, that's the way it is. That's the way my family is. That's the way they do things or whatever. Like, whatever the, con the thing is, so, so many times we are oblivious to what the enemy is doing. But if we become suddenly aware and we catch him, all of a sudden we have the right to take it to the police. We have the right to take it to God. We have the right to take it to the judge. And he's the one that says, you have to give him back sevenfold. Let me go back to the analogy of the police thing. If you're in your house and, and you don't know something's stolen, what are you going to do? Nothing. You're not going to do anything. You're going to sit on your butt and act like, act like nothing happened because you don't know that anything happened. However, if anybody, like, walks on the driveway and their car's missing, what are you going to do? 
you're going to call the police. You're not going to go wandering around, where did I leave it? Like, you're going to call the police, right? Like, you're going to call the police. That's the same way it works spiritually. Whenever you realize something's missing, like, you don't, you're not like wondering, where do, I, where, do I, where do I get this from? You already know where you get it from. It's from God. Peace is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. They're all fruits of the Spirit. They come from God. And if it's missing, you go to God. If it's missing, you go to God. Why? Because he's the one that says, this person stole it. He, had to give it. he has to give it back. I'm going to try to wrap this up. Don't accept partial payback. Don't accept partial payback. So many times we get our peace stolen, we find it again, and so we're okay. We get our peace stolen, but then, like, something's going on. All this stress is going on in life, and then all of a sudden it kind of, kind of works out, right? Kind of works out. It gets a little bit better. And then what happens is we're like, oh, it's back, so I'm good. It's back, so I'm good. So we're settling for what we had first. We, we, we're settling for what we had before it was stolen, but we're not taking what we deserve, because what we deserve, according to this, is sevenfold. What we deserve, that's what the Bible, the Bible talks so much about human, mankind being like the blessing of our mankind to multiply. It talks about laying on of, our hand, on, on of hands and imparting what we have to others. It's a multiplication. It's not just giving around. It's actually something that produces fruit and it multiplies. In the Bible, whenever something, or let me back up. Did we stop? Rewind. Whenever something's stolen from us, so many times we settle for getting our stuff back. But that's not what we deserve. We deserve more than what we first had. Why? Not because of something we've done, but because that's what Jesus says. That's the law. That's the law. So if you take it to the judge, the judge isn't going to accept you getting back what, you, uh, what, what, is, what, what was yours. That might be how it works here in, on the earth. But that's not how it works in the kingdom of God. God does not stop until you get it back sevenfold. If you catch him. If you catch him. How many of you guys, you can raise your hand or not raise your hand, I don't, I don't care. How many of you guys are having issues in your family? Could be immediate family or you just family as a broad thing. How many of you guys are, are stressed? You're overwhelmed with the, the struggles of life. Just life is happening all around you, and you're like, Ugh. anybody have that moment? No? Yeah. <laughs> I don't either, because I take it to Jesus. <laughs> but who has that stuff going on? How many of you guys have a family member that isn't saved, that needs Jesus, right? There's all this stuff. Those are things, they're not just issues. That's something that was already yours, and it's been stolen. Peace was already yours, and it had been, it was stolen. That's why you're stressed. That's the way this works. It was already yours. Jesus Christ paid for it. Jesus Christ paid for it and gave it to you. It was already yours as a gift. It was stolen, but this is the thing. If it was stolen, you're the one that has to catch the thief. Jesus already did his part. He already gave you what, what you had first, and he already demanded sevenfold. You have to do your part and catch the thief. That's the way it works. I want to open it up today. 
uh, I'm going to share a testimony, and then I don't know if we have, like, any live stuff or you can just put a song on. I don't care. Or no music. doesn't matter. I want to invite you guys to come and catch the thief. I want to invite you guys to come and, and examine, examine our lives. Let's examine our lives today and say, you know what? What has the devil stolen from me? Because I want it back multiplied sevenfold. But we, we'll never get it if we don't recognize it. We'll never get it if we don't recognize what was stolen in the first place. One of the things I had with the issue yesterday was that it was stress. It was, I was stressed and all this stuff, right? But see, that was the devil's, the devil's way of trying to get me to focus on what he's doing. Because the real issue is that I didn't have my peace. That's the real issue behind it. Every struggle that you have, every fight that you have, every issue that you have, there's actually something that's the real reason behind it. And if you dig, you can find it. And whenever you find what was missing, then you can take it to the judge. Then you can take it to the police and say, this is owed to me, or this was stolen from me. I want it back. Okay? I want to invite the altars are open. I do this every time because I believe it's important to get into the presence of God. I believe it's important to get in the presence of God. I believe it's important for us to pray. I believe it's important for us to not just pray, but pray with each other. So I'm going to do it every single time I preach. I'm going to invite you up here to, not up here, you know what I'm saying, to pray, to seek the Lord and ask him, what's missing in my life? What's been stolen? Because I want it back. Because something isn't right. Something isn't right and my life's got some issues. I want it back. I want my peace back. I want my joy back. I want my love back. What is it that you need today? What is it that you need today? The altar's open. If you want something, this is just one way to say, you know what? I'm going to seek the Lord. What's, been, what's missing in my life? Because that means it was stolen by the enemy. It's not just something that uh, my brother or my sister did or my, my mother or my father or my child or whatever. It's not just that because we don't fight against flesh and blood. We, def- we fight against the spiritual the spiritual stuff that's going on in the air, it says. But our weapons are powerful for the tearing down of strongholds, right? Today, I want my peace back. Because you know what? He gave it to me yesterday, but he, does, he, he, uh, he has to give it back sevenfold. Yesterday, I got the peace that I had before back, but today, I'm going to say, you know what? You owe me sevenfold. And if that means that my neighbor doesn't have peace, then you got to give it to him. Anybody need healing, physical healing in your bodies? I'm trying to remember, I think it's Joel 2.25 says, I will restore the years that the locusts have, ate, have eaten. I will restore the years that you've lost. How many of you need some time restored? I miss this time with my family. I miss this time in, in my life. This, the devil ruined this area of my life, and for five years I've been dealing with it. Today, the devil has to give back not just what he's stolen, but he also has to give back the time. Joel 2.25 says that I will restore. God says I will restore the years that have been devoured.
I'm going to step out here. My dad's been sick for a really long time. And he hasn't let the devil defeat him in that. But he's been sick for a long time. And you know what I want? I want them years back. I want them years back. I want some years of health. I want some years of health. I'm tired of, I'm tired of a new thing that's coming up that's saying this, my dad's more sick than he was before. I demand sevenfold. I demand it. Not just for me, but for my family. If you don't have anything going on in your family, if you don't have any of these issues going on, then please come pray for those of us that do. Please come start practicing that. Start practicing catching that thief. You know how you practice? Whenever it's not your stuff that's been stolen, but your neighbor's stuff's been stolen. You know what? If you see your neighbor's on vacation and you see a thief going to your neighbor's house and steal stuff, you're still going to call the police, right? There's people all at this altar that stuff's been stolen. Whether it's years or health or time, whatever it is, their stuff's been stolen. It's time for us as the body of Christ to start acting like family. To start acting like family. You know what? Every single person up here is your brother or sister. Every single person. If you're a Christian, every single person here is your brother or sister. It's time we start praying for each other. It's time we start getting that sevenfold back for our neighbors. Because then whenever the thief comes into my house, I already know how to catch him. And I'm going to say, you know what? You got to get out. I ain't even letting you touch it. Let's just spend some time here just in the presence of God. What do you need today? You're alive, so I know you need something. If you're alive, you're going through a struggle. You know how I know that? Because Jesus promised if you're a Christian, you're going to go through some stuff. He never promised that it would be easy. What he promised is that if you come to me, I'll handle it. He promised, he promised that you're going to go through persecution and trials. But you know what he also said? Rejoice, therefore. You know what the word rejoice means? To do joy over and over again. It's the verb for joy. It's saying, you know what? I'm going to be joyful. You know what that tells me? That in trials and persecutions, God says, I'll give you joy. He doesn't say, I'll fix it necessarily, but he does say, I'll give you what you first had. I'll give you what you deserve, which isn't, by the way, death, hell, and destruction. It's life and life more abundantly. That's what you deserve as a Christian. Why? Because Jesus paid for you to have life, period. Nothing you've done can separate you from the love of God. Nothing that you've done, nothing you ever do will ever be enough to, bank, to, to bankrupt heaven again. It's already been bankrupt to pay for that. He doesn't have to pay it again, ever. Jesus isn't going to have to come back again so that pay for your sin because you did something else. It was paid for, period. What do you need today? Father, I ask that you bless us today. Bless us, just like my dad prayed for me. Bless us with wisdom and understanding beyond our years, God. Bless us with the wisdom and understanding to know whenever this is an attack of the enemy and to know what the word says so that we can go to you and say, God, this was stolen from me, so I I want sevenfold back. Why? Because you said that that's what I deserved. 
Father, I ask you to touch every single person in this place. I ask you to draw our hearts to you, God. Because whenever we go through all these trials and struggles and all this stuff, it's not, it's not so we can put our focus on the trial. It's so we can put our focus on you. Your desire for us in, those, in these moments is to put our focus on you, God. I ask for our families. You said, you said, I have given to you a ministry of reconciliation, that which was separated and apart. I have said that you have the ministry to reconcile them. That you have the ministry. I've given you the ability to bring that family together. God, I ask for peace for every single person in this room that's stressed, that's been dealing with stress or all this stuff that's going on. And I ask God that their peace be returned. That their peace be returned. Ask God for health. God, I've been praying for just random sick people. So I know that nanny means more to you. I'm not going to say that she means more to you, but, but I'll be honest, God. She's ours. She's not a random stranger. She's ours. She's our family. And so, God, I ask, God, I'm asking for healing. Because health has been stolen. We want it back. And if you'll heal the random stranger that we go pray for on the street, then you'll definitely heal in our house. And God, if I can catch the thief outside of my house, please help me catch him inside. Father, please help me catch the thief inside my house because, because whenever I see him going to my neighbor's house, sometimes it's easier for me to recognize that. But God, but God, in my house, give us wisdom. Give us wisdom and understanding to know what he's doing so that we're not unaware, but we're aware of what he's doing so we can take it to you because the battle is yours. And you already defeated him on the cross. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for this house and this people. Thank you for this family. Thank you for your love, God. I thank you, God, that you gave me my joy back. And you multiplied it over and over and over and over again. And I thank you, God, that, that whoever needs something today, that you'll give them back what's missing. And you'll give it over and over and over and over again. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God, because we are blessed. I thank you, God, because we have everything we need for a life of godliness. That we have partaken in the divine nature of Christ. I thank you, God, that that's what your word promises us. That that's what your word tells us. God, I bless this people. They've anointed me. And now I just want to multiply that to them, God. Let, God, I anoint them. That every single person in this church would walk in the way you desire for them to walk. That every single person in this church would walk in love. And that they would love each other. And they would love others and random strangers and everybody, God. That their ministry would be a ministry of reconciliation. That they would draw together that which was once separate. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this time. Love you. Amen.
I love you guys. Thank you. Y'all are awesome. Y'all are amazing. I want to share this testimony because I think it's cool. So we had to raise $50,000 for the land in, Fre in Peru, right? And uh, about a week ago, I got a, um, I was talking with the guy that we're trying to buy the land from, and he says, uh, I'm going to give you a discount. I'm going to cut half of the price off. So instead of 50000 it's just 25000 All right, glory to God, right? So, okay, so this is the next thing. This is something I don't think you guys know because I just found out two days ago. <clears throat> he said, but you got 30 days. Isn't that just like the devil? <laughs> to let God give you a blessing and then be like, well, you know what I'm saying? You got 30 days. But you know what? God's already provided. He's already provided so much. He's already, we've got like, basically, I was telling, we have in commitments, we have almost the full amount for that, for 25000 in commitments. We got some in the bank, but it's not enough to pay for the, all of it. But this is the thing. If he provided before, he'll provide now. And this is where I get excited. This is where I get excited. See, God gave me a blessing, but the devil stole it. This is where I get excited. Because now he owes me sevenfold what, what God gave me in the first place. Right? Okay? So if you don't know, whenever we're not in Brazil, we're going to be working our butts off to do our part. But God's going to provide. I believe it. <laughs> is that cool with everybody? I wanted to share that testimony. Yeah? It's cool? You good? You love God? You love your neighbor? <laughs> I love you guys so much. Be blessed.